Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. Uh, it is uh, June the 9th, uh, Friday, uh, 2017, and I'm your host, uh, Bill Atride. And as you might have seen by the uh, title of the show today, we're, we're looking at the full moon, which is today. It happened this morning. And the planet Jupiter coincidentally going direct, which actually rules the sign of Sagittarius, where the moon was for the full moon today. Um, and I thought it'd be useful to sort of in, in looking at these alignments of the sun and moon and of Jupiter going direct to tie them into what is happening in our in our real world. And of course, uh, what I find fascinating, and I hope you will, too, is that indeed this full moon is the exact same moon of the sun being in Gemini and the moon being opposite in Sagittarius that our president Donald Trump was born with that configuration. And just quite coincidentally, um, his recent uh, tussle with his uh, FBI chief, who he fired, uh, is in the opposite, in that opposite sign, opposite to, to Gemini of Sagittarius, and that's James Comey. Uh, and I'll probably throw into the mix as I'm talking here, uh, the special uh, counsel or prosecutor now uh, of, of Bob Mueller, Robert Mueller's chart, just to take a look at what that might indicate. Um, so I'm going to talk first about what this full moon means in general for all of us, uh, what the general themes are here of, of Gemini and Sagittarius, and then talk a little bit about Jupiter, and then swing on over and begin talking about reality in terms of what we're in dealing with here in our recent history in our country and, and lay out the, uh, the drama that's unfolding here before our very eyes. So, uh, and then I hope to then have time a little later Hopefully I get through this rather quickly and then turn to all of you holding there on, on the telephone who've already called in or waiting there patiently. And I'll get to you later for your questions, whether they be questions about uh, what I've been talking about or questions about your own chart. That's fine. Uh, so, so bear with me, but let me get through this first part here. So, so certainly the most important thing is once a month, of course, we find that the moon comes around the earth and is standing opposite to the sun and the earth is between the sun and moon causing what's called a full moon. And these alignments, each opposition in astrology of, of Aries to Libra, of Taurus to Scorpio, and here Gemini to Sagittarius, illustrates a fundamental truth that the universe is formed by these integral relationships that weave together the 12 dimensions of reality, which can be simply divided into, I suppose, realms of spirit and mind, emotion and body uh, of various levels of being. And with Gemini Sagittarius, we're being reminded of the dynamic relationship of and between what is called intelligence or and truth, what you might call that spiral journey of understanding that we're all moving along. And each of these ways of knowing of intelligence or truth uh, function well only when held together. They depend upon one another to function correctly. You could consider or argue that Gemini could be looked at as the inductive approach to understanding and Sagittarius the deductive approach to knowing, but each without the other is incomplete. With Gemini, we find that, that quality that is about that need for a questioning inquisitive intelligence, which allows us to keep moving our awareness around and beyond our own self-limitations. We, we shine a light upon things and see them so clearly, but we fail to see other things, so we cast a shadow. And because of this, we're able to move around and, and question our assumptions and begin to peer beyond that shadow. We are able to think and move ourselves outside of our own box of understanding, you might say. So to see be outside or beyond what we expected. And because spirit is life and life is motion, 
you and your world must change. The thought forms and actions of your life must change as both you change and so does your world. Why? Because you and everything else are fundamentally spirit. And so you're here to grow and to change and become something more. And equally, of course, do all these worlds and bodies and lives grow and change too. Everything is alive. Everything is in motion. And so you must grow. In Sagittarius, we find that here we have moved our, our, our collection of experiences and information and then organized it into certain understandings or principles, whether they be religious or scientific or spiritual, these truths to frame our senses and experiences and data and information. So in a sense, we form of necessity a box of reality in which we abide for a time. At any one time in our journey, This paradigm of reality is true for a while, yet it will be superseded as it must by other paradigms as you grow into a higher and higher awareness in one life and throughout your many lives. What you will find eventually is that as you become ever more self-aware is that your growth and wisdom will be equally or should be equally matched by the depths of your humility. The more you know, the more you know you don't know, (laughs) the more you realize there is much more to understand. For those who truly know, it is said, they know that the journey to truth is like a spiral staircase leading to ever higher levels of understanding. And at each level, these relative truths that you arrive at are to be seen as being encompassed by the greater understanding of universal principles that govern this universe the laws and meanings of life and spirit that flow and form the body of what we call the one. But for you, operating at whatever level you are, you must remain for a while at one level or another with these relative truths too, because your life has relevance and meaning for you within your forms of life and social understanding, and you need to be guided in those realms correctly. And yet these relative truths, which are ultimately formed and supported by universal truths, will guide you within a context that conforms and confirms your intentions and conduct in this world. Both intelligence and truth, Gemini and Sagittarius, must ceaselessly evolve or revolve around one another. There is no final step, and as the great injunction is laid upon all who seek to understand, you must always walk on. But to what purpose? What are we here for? Where are we going? We are here quite simply to grow, to become at this stage of our spiritual development, better humans. And at the end of the day and at the end of each life, you will not be measured by your treasures, toys, and power. We'll be weighed on the scales of spirit. And the only measure that will matter is love. The question of life will come down to this. Did you increase kindness and reduce suffering? Did you help when opportunities arose? Did you do unto others as you would have them do unto you? This is your journey from the one through diversity and back so that out of these many, the one is made manifest by our love for one another. So looking at Jupiter then, Jupiter, this body that is, takes 12 years to roughly to get around the solar system, and so is in a, every sign once a, every year through the 12 years, has been moving through Libra of late, and it was turning retrograde from February 6th until June the 9th. So for those four months here that just ended, 123 days, um, we had another opportunity to go in and have inner growth. Because when planets are moving retrograde, 
it's focusing more of its energies within ourselves to consider what it what it rules. And in this, of course, what Jupiter rules are our principles and truths and beliefs, our our understanding. And so we needed to reconsider our experience of truth and law and religion and science. And now, from this day forward, for many months to come, we should go outward and live and embody that truth in our world. Jupiter is in Leaper for these 13 months and it ends in October. And it's bringing this light to the questions of what constitutes right relationships, the sign of Libra. How do we create a social space that provides the field for each individual self-realizations? We do so by making clear the principles, rules, laws, or agreements by which we will conduct ourselves one to another. We all form both explicit and implied contracts in all our relationships. I will do this to you or for you, and you will do this for me. And it's either written very carefully in a contract or it's just understood by the nature of our relationship. These relationships are ultimately guided by our beliefs, by our truths, by our principles, which in a society is established and protected by law. Which brings us to our particular consideration for today, the chief executive of our country, charged with upholding our relationships with one another as founded in our constitution and system of laws, and looking at that in regard to his conflict with one of the principal agents and agencies of that executive function, the head of the FBI. Of course, I'm speaking here of Donald Trump and James Comey and the great drama that we have seen unfolding here over many days and yesterday, and it will continue. Let's take an astrological look at where we are. Again, I, I have examined Trump's uh, chart in detail, and you might want to take a look at that uh, in my previous postings, and I'll, I'll tell you more about that. But just to sum up who Trump is again for all of you, uh, Trump is a Gemini, uh, born in the sign of Gemini. Uh, with his moon in the opposite sign of Sagittarius, and that's why I thought this was an interesting moment to take a look at all this, given this is the exact full moon he was born with, though he's born actually on June the 14th, but this is when the sun and moon formed the opposition this year. Um, and so he's, he has this basic nature where he's this and that. He's going back and forth with these two things, though he's fundamentally a Gemini and here to think outside the box, um, with his sun opposite with his sun next to Uranus and his moon opposite Uranus. And Uranus is the awakener. It shakes things up and breaks things up and is, is an indicator of someone who will see themselves as exceptional and iconoclast, breaking with the icons of a time. But because it touches both the sun, the center of our consciousness, and the moon, our emotional nature, if it was one or the other, that might have been okay. But having them line up with both creates an inherently unstable person. Uh, a person who is somewhat a, a vision or embodiment of chaos. And certainly we can see that. It's how he tends to function and rule and throw people off. I, it's not an act. He's not trying to do this. This is the way he is. Then his Mercury, the very planet that rules Gemini, is in a very tight relationship with the planet Neptune, the planet of dreams and vision and the imagination. It's great for a poet. It's great for a painter. It's great for a songwriter, all these imaginary arts. But a Mercury-Neptune provides a rather uh, slippery slope in terms of one's capability of stick sticking to certain thought forms and ideas and being consistent. And so it gives a more imaginative mind, a more creative mind, but a mind that is definitely not one that is known for being uh, on the mark or truthful. 
And finally, we find that Donald Trump has Saturn aligned with his Venus uh, in such a way that his test in life is the test of love, not being experiencing of unconditional love as a child, most likely. He himself doesn't understand the true nature of love. And so I summed up in my post for Donald Trump in the forecast for 2017, parts five and six, or the January 17 and January 23rd posts in the blog, the way I summed up Trump and I was being rather forceful here, though I also toned it down, is that Trump is basically unstable, untruthful, and unloving, okay? And that's just his nature, given what his astrological chart would indicate. If there was no work done here, if there wasn't healing work done here, this is how it might play out. Well, in terms of looking at anybody's life, though, that's their nature, and there's much more to talk about here in his chart. But to look at what's happening now in his chart, we look at what are called these planetary transits, planets moving around in the heavens, lining up with a person's chart, indicating what kind of period they're in. And believe me when I tell you that Donald Trump is going through quite a year in terms of very powerful transits. It makes sense. And, and the major aspect in his chart this year are Pluto going over his Jupiter. That's the planet of will and willpower and control going over the planet of truth and belief and morality. So he's pushing the envelope of what is expectable and trying to impose his vision of truth or belief or religion upon others and, and have them go along with this. And that's his purpose. And again, people are in a time and they're agents of time. And so this was his time to be this agent of transformation and change and breaking things apart. But also others have to stand up and play their role too in, in holding up other principles or truths in that time as well. And, and also for Donald Trump at this time, the planet Saturn, the great timekeeper, which will make a significant alignment about every seven or eight years to any point in one's chart. This is the year that Saturn is opposite Donald's sun and on his moon. Now, Saturn brings testing and teaching and lessons, but also diminution of power and energies. So when Saturn's on the sun or the moon, you'll definitely feel like you're not having a good time. You'll feel like you're in, in a very pressured time and your energy is sapped and you have to spring, try to bring back your strength. And of course, as you get older, these pressures get more difficult to, to surmount because we have less reserves, less. So he's going through a very difficult year. He's not happy emotionally, and he's feeling very put upon because he can't do what he wants to do. Probably the most difficult time in this year of 2017 will be when Saturn will, as it moves back and forth, retrograding through Sagittarius now, come back over his moon and station on his moon in the month of August while there is an eclipse happening, which happens twice a year, a solar eclipse, which is occurring on the planet Mars and on his ascendant in his chart. Um, so this is, I am looking to the month of August to be a really critical moment. And it's kind of striking that this same eclipse is also occurring, uh, of course, in anyone's chart, but it lines up in a particular way. And it's lining up exactly in the USA chart on our moon for the United States of America. So it's tied together, if you will. Um, the last time Donald had this Pluto alignment to Jupiter, that was back in the 70s when he was making his push and becoming the Donald and building these buildings. And it was a time to exert power in a more focused and, and realizable way. But now he struggles with the exercise of power because this is Pluto squaring his Jupiter, or at least that's how I would characterize it. 
if we looked at the chart of the USA and just see what's happening there, uh, we, of course, are a cancer with our moon in Aquarius and we have Sagittarius rising. And one of the principal things that we understand in the U.S.'s chart is that Saturn, the teacher and tester, is aligned perfectly in our 10th house, the house of the ruler, the house of the executive in a mundane chart. And it's in the sign of the scales or Libra. So what we like to say about this is that with Saturn in the 10th house of the USA chart, the law is king in the USA. Um, the transits in the USA chart are pretty striking as well, because this is the year that Neptune, the planet of dreams, imagination, and dissolving and reformulation, is moving over the ascendant of our chart, uh, causing us to sort of question who are we and how should we be seen by others and how people see us and how we see ourselves is in flux. The previous times this occurred in our chart was 1976, right after Watergate, and we were trying to find our way. And then in 1934-35, right in the depths of the Depression. And equally what is happening now, again, bringing in that Plutonian energy, which is so important, as we know in our moment of history here, is that the planet Uranus, the Awakener, is squaring the U.S.'s Pluto. Uh, why is that significant? Well, the last time this happened was 1974. That was Watergate. And the previous time to that was 34 and 35, again, in the midst of the Great Depression. So we're struggling with our, our, our will and our willpower and how we find freedom in our life versus have control in our life. That battle of freedom versus control is taking place in huge ways within our country, within our culture. If we turn and look at Comey then, James Comey, um, as I said, he is uh, the sign opposite to, to Trump uh, in that his, his, he is a Sagittarius, most likely with his moon in Scorpio. I say most likely because unlike Trump or the USA chart, we're not using a time chart here. We're using someone born on a certain day. So we don't have a rising sign for him. But I would still imagine his moon's in Scorpio. It looks more likely than not. And then his sun-moon relationship indicates a person whose life is a dedication to the future. His moon is catching up to his sun almost at a new moon. And people like that are living for what is coming. They're living for a cause and to make a world or make a life for the future, uh, passing on something to the future. His son as opposed to Trump, who has the sun conjunct Uranus and makes him this exceptional but very unstable person, for Comey, his son trines Uranus, which makes him highly individualized but not unstable. Meanwhile, whereas Mercury is uh, aligned with Neptune for Trump, making him have a very elusive and confusing mind saying and making up things constantly, James Comey has his Mercury squaring Pluto. He has a focused and willful mind that will dig out secrets and hold on to them until necessary. He's going to dig, dig, dig uh, in terms of trying to uncover, again, the truth, a perfect, uh, perfect attribute for someone who's a detective or investigator. And then his Jupiter and Saturn, the planet that rules our principles and truth and our sense of reality, they are joined together conjunct, it's called, in Capricorn, the sign of tradition and institutions. He sees his life and his purpose in life is upholding traditions and maintaining institutions. Moreover, for Comey, his Mars, the planet of desire and action and thrust in life, is opposite his Saturn, which means he will be finding himself throughout his life in conflicts with authority figures, 
And boy, did he find one this year. And it's quite striking that given what's happening in Comey's chart to Trump's chart, this is what's been elicited. In 2016, Comey had Neptune going over his Mercury, much like in Trump's chart, as it from birth. And so he was going through a very confusing and elusive year mentally. His mind was sort of slippery in 2016, and I think he probably did slip up. At the same time, Saturn was on his Mercury, and he was faced trying to stabilize that. So he was struggling between uh, all these unknowns and confusion and trying to make sense of it. In 2017, he had Pluto, has Pluto conjunct his Saturn? and moving to uphold and being in opposition to his Mars. So this is the same thing that Pluto is going over uh, Trump's Jupiter. He's pushing the envelope in terms of truth and belief and our moral sensibilities. And meanwhile, for Trump, Comey, he sees himself going through a time when the institutions of his life are being challenged, torn down or upheld. This is a time when he would feel it's a test of his authority and to the institutions of his life. Um, also, this is a time in his life when the planet Uranus, again, this healthy planet for him lining up with his son, is lining up with, it, with its own Uranus uh, all this year uh, in 2000 and in moving into 2018 also, where he's going to be freer to be himself and perhaps make amends for where he, feel he felt he may have compromised over much in terms of his truth or individuality is one thing he will be allowed to do at this time. When we look at the Trump-Comey transits then, what's striking is that we're in a 2017 Plutonian struggle of willpower and what I call sacred. For Trump, Pluto is squaring his Jupiter, which is the planet of truth, morality, and one's intentions. And while at the same time for Comey, Pluto has conjunct his Saturn, the planet of reality, tradition, and authority. And so meanwhile, Trump has Saturn opposite his sun, conjunct his moon, while for that, at the same time, that Saturn is on Comey's sun. So all these planets are aligning at the same time in both these individuals' charts. Um, if we look at Comey and Trump in a more detailed way on how, the, how they look together, their suns are opposite to one another. Uh, Trump as a Gemini will keep changing his mind and trying to declare that there are many truths or facts uh, Comey is a Sagittarius and believes and operates with the understanding that there are some truths that are more or less absolute. Comey's sun on Trump's moon and conjunct Trump's south node, which indicates a very karmic relationship. Their Mercuries are in a forming at what's called an inconjunct to one another, a tough aspect, and that indicates that they will never agree or see eye to eye, but will conceptualize and speak from very different assumptions and perspectives. Mars semi-squares one another, and so they will not agree on how to act either. Comey's Saturn squares Trump's Jupiter and is opposite to Trump's Saturn. So Comey will challenge Trump's truths and beliefs, and they will clash over their differing interpretations of what it means to be responsible. For Comey's Saturn is in Capricorn, his reality is rooted in principles and tradition. Trump's Saturn is in Cancer, so his reality is rooted in family and relationships based on personal authority. So I see Comey as sees himself as defending our constitutional order of equality before the law and decisions based upon objective reasons or facts. Trump is attempting to rule somewhat like a feudal lord or monarch where one governs via personal oaths of fealty and loyalty. It is based on personal relationships that the ruler can bend others to their will and do what they will. 
Quite simply, this is a move towards an authoritarian state, the very system the USA freed itself from in our war of independence. You should just reread what we declared in our declaration and what we put into our constitution. Reading those two documents, reminding ourselves what we did and what we are about is essential at a time like this. Trump, with no experience, as far as I know, in social or selfless service, is attempting to run the U.S. like his business. But governing and government is not a business at all. What may be acceptable for a personal family business with regard to motivations and actions, though even these are circumscribed by the rules laid down by the laws of the state, this manner of governing and ruling has no place in the legal judicial order which we established over 240 years ago. We formed a social contract between one another, as in we the people, to protect one another and enable one another to have life, liberty, and be able to pursue our happiness. We established a social political compact where we are beholden to one another as citizens, and we forswear all other titles and privileges and claim only the sacred privilege of being an American citizen, much like the early Roman Republic, which our country is, found, is based upon, and become, in effect, like a citizen of Rome. We're a citizen of the U.S. We have created and agreed to abide under the rule of our own laws, starting with our Constitution, in which the law is king, and have enshrined in this compact that no one, no one is above the law. To protect the accumulation of too much power by any one entity in the government, we establish a system of divided power, of checks and balances that is intended to prevent the rise of an autocrat, because we remember the injustices we suffered under the monarchy we broke from. It is this very exercise of extreme executive authority which Trump seems to be attempting to assert. What we as witnesses to history are watching now is how well our system of laws and checks and balances works, or will they not? When I turn and look at Robert Mueller then, who has been brought along into this drama now uh, through, through various means, uh, I compare him to these two. Mueller is a fire sign like Comey. He's a Leo um, with his moon in Pisces, and, but it could be Aries. Again, we don't have a time of birth for him. Given that he's a Leo, he is certainly motivated by honor and respect. His son conjuncts, conjuncts that planet Pluto, so he has a very strong will. This man is focused, determined, and relentless. He will not stop. His son sextiles Uranus, so like Comey's trying to, the, to Uranus with his son, he's an exceptional individual, but he's not unstable. His Mercury is in Virgo, conjunct Mars, which makes him have a very aggressive and incisive mind. He is extremely intelligent. His Mercury, squares, Mercury also squares Uranus, which makes for brilliance and thinking outside the box. Compared to Trump, Mueller is fixed and purposeful and will not be influenced by outside pressures. Mueller's Saturn is on Trump's Mercury, challenging Trump's thoughts and words. Mueller and Comey's sons are trying to one another. They share an outlook on life, but their minds are not the same. Comey is more intense. Mueller's mind is more quick and brilliant. So many people are wondering now, given what has transpired over these last weeks and months, 
uh, and people are talking about already the I word impeachment. And, and so I thought I'd just take a quick brief look at, well, how does that look? And are there similarities in terms of what is going on here in other times of impeachment when that question arose? If we look at what's happening in, in Trump's chart right now, as I said, this is his time of a Pluto test of power that harkens back to the 70s when he became the Donald, but now he's struggling with this. Uh, and as I said, the most difficult time of this year would be in that month of August with the eclipse on his sun, uh, with on, on his Mars and Ascendant, and, and uh, uh, lined up with the US's, uh, USA's moon. Um, so he's definitely in for a very difficult year. Uh, it's definitely obviously been that way from the get-go, and the critical moment may arrive in this all this regard in the month of August. And again, if we look at the USA chart, what's happening in it? Well, again, yes, this is, the, this is happening on the USA chart in August. But in the USA chart, the Uranus is squaring Pluto once again. And this is the same aspect that was in effect during Watergate. So, again, nothing is ever the same, but the energies repeat because we're here to learn. All of this is for us to learn and make better choices. And so these players on the greater stage of life and each of us in our individual lives are asked, being asked every waking moment to make the right choice, to make the better choice, as I say, to make the loving choice. And so, and so it's upon us all to do our part to live that out. Um, so in, in a way, we find that the USA and Trump's, in Trump and Nixon's time we have this shared experience of Uranus squaring Pluto. But also, I look back to Clinton's chart. Um, what's striking about Bill Clinton and his uh, experience with impeachment in 1998 was, again, there was an eclipse that year. It was the same eclipse, the eclipse, eclipse in Leo, uh, that we're having here in 2017, almost to the minute, I mean, in terms of the degree and minute of the eclipse. And it was an eclipse on his sun and opposite again to the USA moon. So certainly there's, there's energy in the air that repeats in terms of what happened in 1998, what happened between 72 and 74 with Nixon, and, and less so going back a whole nother generation, a whole nother century, to the time of Andrew Johnson, the other previous time that articles of impeachment were drawn up and it came within one vote of going through when Andrew Johnson was impeached in 1868, uh, similar things were happening in our charts, but not quite the same as what we see happening of, of more recent history here in, in the 70s, then the 90s, and now here in 2017 and 18. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say or could, could ever say that something is going to happen because there are so many moving parts here, so many different individualities and groups involved, but certainly the energies are such that, that we are in a, a great struggle in our country over the meaning of our country and, and the understanding of how our country should be governed and ruled and we, how we abide by these structures. Again, we do need to shake things up at times and bring, bring a breath of fresh air and bring to life or bring to new life our institutions. Um, but the fundamental principles that we agreed to abide by, uh, which are very spiritual principles, should not and cannot be surrendered or compromised. Um, so with that in mind, I'm going to turn now to you very patient people. Some of you have been holding on for quite some time here and see what you have for me in terms of questions for today. Again, they could be questions about your own charts, and that's fine. I just ask that if you do wish to do that, that you give me uh, your first name, certainly, so I can, uh, so I can save it here, uh, and, and your date of birth and place of birth at the very least. And if you have time of birth, 
certainly then I can tell you that much more. Uh, so let me see who this first caller is. You've been here for quite a while. Let me put you on. So who are you and hello. Hi, Bill. I'm Deanna. Deanna. Thank Hi. you. Thank you. Thank you for I've listened to everything and I will listen to it again. I appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. It gives me the goosebumps. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it, it is. It is. I mean, we, sh- we should be so privileged to feel we're at a time in the world right now that we're here witnessing this and being asked to sort of consider these amazingly important questions about the meaning of our lives and the meaning of this country and the meaning of what, where the world is going. Uh, and we all have a role to play. And so it's not a time to go to sleep. <laughs> Morality <laughs> instead of demoralization. Exactly. And, and again, I would certainly argue that most actors on the stage of life believe they are doing what they consider to be the good. And whether their consciousness mm. is of a low, middling or high nature determines what they, that may mean for them. But there are certainly are people on the stage in the world who are damaged souls and are causing their more of a cathartic energy or a more the energy of Thanatos of tearing down as opposed to building up. Uh, and they have a role to play, but they also must be uh, contained and not let to spread their destructive energies too far afield. So we have to be mindful of that. Anyways, what, what cannot, can I do for you, we Diana? Cannot, we cannot keep building on sand or sand. No, no, castle. we cannot. No, and we, we haven't. We, we, uh, we, we all should know deep within ourselves what we stand for and stand in and be grateful to all those who brought us to this point, including us, of course, in past lives. Yeah. But what matters is today, what we do today, because this is the moment we have freedom. Yes. Okay. I tell you who I am. I was born eleven oh eight forty nine at two ten in the morning. Okay. In Buenos Aires, Argentina. Okay. And. I'm struggling to whether to ask you, will we have a new election? Because that concerns all of us. Or will I survive my, you know, downfall? Now, now, when you're speaking about another election, are you, are you in the U.S. or are you in Argentina? I'm, I'm sure where you're calling from. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm in you're Florida. in Florida. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've so been you're, in Florida you're one... 50 years. Okay, good, good for you. No, because like, yeah. and again, this is on the internet, so I, I get calls. I, I have clients around the world and talk with them all the time, so I, I don't want to presume which country or election you're referring to. Obviously, the world and, and the whole democratic ideal, which has been the foundation and, and what flowered, you might say, since the, the last great alignment of Pluto moving through Capricorn, which was in the 1700s, um, is now being threatened. And we're questioning what is, what is um, the, the right form of state and relationship of people to their government and to the institutions of their world. And we realize that things are falling apart, but that means it's time they have outlived their usefulness and we need to constitute a new one. Uh, and that's what we're all working to do, to preserve what we can of the past uh, and pass on the best of it, but let the rest go. So a new world's coming, but we're in the midst of the world coming undone, and that's why it's so traumatic and difficult for us to, to deal with. Um, do, do I believe an, a new election is coming? I believe the, the processes of, of what are laid down the Constitution will play out, and whether 
the the activities and the investigations of Bob Mueller lead to uh, articles that could then be passed on to the Congress, and then they have to act upon that. Uh, and whether someone like Trump would want to go through the experience of impeachment if it got to that point, or whether he would say, I don't want to embarrass myself like that, I'm getting out of here. Um, and, I'm, and, and probably he would be actually put at ease by that, uh, would, would probably ensue. And regardless, then, that would mean that Pence would then assume position. Now, of course, many people are saying, well, gee, he's part of this whole thing, as many others are, perhaps in in collusion with this whole whatever has happened here. If something has happened here, it remains to be proven. And so it could become quite, quite challenging to see where does this all end or, or lead to. So we have to take this one step at a time and just know that the institutions that were put in place over 200 years ago are having their way and working their, 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 the rule of law is working through. And hopefully that means we will not face any great super crisis. Um, but I, I would certainly point to that moment in August where there may be some external shock or internal episode. You can't say whether it's going to come externally or internally that leads to uh, a great, uh, you know, the next major hiccup in this great saga that we're going through. Um, I, I, I really can't answer your question. Um, I understand. <laughs> in terms of, I understand. You know, but I, just, I, I understand your con- that that I understand your concern. Um, as that's I'm sure, leveling the playing field. That yeah, would level yeah. the playing field. Yeah, and again, um, and again, you're. I mean, you're a Scorpio, of course, as you know, and 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 but but Scorpios are the the sign that is most gifted in understanding that life is about. Uh, metamorphosis and transformation that energy moves into forms and moves into a new form continuously. Um, and so we are really energy forms and consciousness is moving from form to form and life to life. Um, and, and that's why I have a Gemini moon. Like and a Gemini moon right there at the top. And so, to yeah. So, pieces and then comes back together. Yeah, no, it is a challenge because Scorpio is the deepest sign penetrating to the deepest layers and wanting to understand things at a very, you know, sort of deep, deep level. And Gemini is the quickest, lightest, most agile and curious sign. So you are complex. (laughs) You you are. I don't understand myself. I bet you don't. I'm honorable. That's one thing I know I am. I'm honorable. well, part of that does, I mean, that, that comes through many things in a person's nature. Principally, it's, it's Jupiter uh, in terms of what is, what is the moral force and what is the moral compass is formed a great deal by that, certainly. Um, but many things play into a person's uh, character and bearing and nature. Um, but there, it is said about Scorpio, there's no gray area. Scorpios are all one thing or another. <laughs> Except when you have a Gemini moon. Except when you have a Gemini moon, because then there's more than one of you there. That's exactly right. So emotionally, you're you're complex and you your reactions to things will 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 sort of mirror and split off. But at the core of your being, there's a fundamental, passionate devotion towards towards things that are. Uh, are leading to greater understanding or truth. I mean, your son's in that third house, which means you're going to go deep to understand things. Um, and, and with your Pluto and, he, and with your Pluto sun alignment, you have a very strong will. Yeah, it's the only thing that's kept me alive. And I think I, I don't know much about astrology. I listen a lot, though, 
And I uh-huh. know that I have my Sagitt- Chiron in Sagittarius, so that has to do something with truth. Oh, yes. Well, um, again, there are many things play into this, but certainly um, having Leo as your rising sign uh, would indicate someone whose approach to the world is looking for respect and hopefully that having learned that the key to that is to show respect towards others, that, that we get what we give. And so if I see another in their truth and know that I want them to see me in my truth, I honor them, respect them as I, as I relate to them. And that sets up the possibility that the likelihood or possibility that they will return that to me and they will see me in my truth too. Um, and so Leo rising people really have that, that quality of approaching the world in this respectful manner when it's working. Yeah. I hope to be able to talk to you one day privately. I can't right now. I hope I survive this one, but well, I will. Oh, you, and I thank you. Okay. Well, whatever you wish, I'm here and I, I, I do readings all the time every day. And uh, I love working with people and individuals. So please feel free and give me a call when you're ready. Okay. And I first heard you on Suzanne Northrup. So thank you to Suzanne. Oh, thank you for Suzanne. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've done that for a few years now. She's wonderful. Okay. Thank you, Well, Okay, Diana, I'll, I'll take up with the next client or the next uh, caller right now, okay? Thank you. I'll listen to the rest. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Hello? Hi, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Who's this? My name is Patty. Okay, Patty. Hi. Hi, and my birthday is December 2nd, 1990. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was born in Princeton, New Jersey. Okay. At 12.41 p.m. Okay, let me just get that in here. Boy, I tell you, computers changed my life. <laughs> because I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, yeah, back in the day, we used to do this, and we would look it up in a book and calculate things. It took about 20 minutes to get up and drop a whole chart. It, it, it was pretty amazing. You could do it. Um, but, and I, or if I'm just talking to something like this, I would just look at their placements in a book and just sort of imagine what their chart looked like. But here, instantly, I have your chart. So there you are. You are the flip side, of course, of our dear president, Donald Trump. You are a Sag with your moon in Gemini. <laughs> so, so there we go. Um, and what I... Hello? 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 Sorry. Hello, sorry. Um, yeah. What I like to say about a, a full moon person is that you're born with no excuses meaning you have an implicit understanding of cause and effect of action reaction because the full moon implies this kind of level of consciousness or understanding, which is quite wonderful. Um, but what, what can I, what can I tell you about your charter? What's going on or what do you, what's your question yeah. for me today? I'm just wondering what you pick up on my love life when you see a relationship coming in. Um, nothing's happening right now. Okay. Well, let's just see where things are moving. And also, I always have to look back and see what the chart indicates regarding these matters to begin with. Um, Again, um, what we look at in terms of for love and relationship are, of course, where's that Venus and it's next to your sun, which is fine. And Venus and Sagittarius would mean you love to be a Sagittarius and you want a relationship that has these Sagittarian values or qualities that you want a partner and people in your life 
who wish to explore the world with you, to travel, to go to a museum, to read a novel, whatever, it is, whatever means of exploration you're enga- engaging in, you need to share Very that true. with those you love. And so if you're with someone who's more circumscribed, who's in- uncurious, who doesn't want to travel or read or explore, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay? Exactly. Okay. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so don't sacrifice that. Believe in that. Know that's who you are. But then you also have your rising sign is Virgo, which gives you a very refined outlook on life and a capacity for great service. But that puts Pisces on your seventh house of relationship, which means that you are prone in this lifetime towards two kinds of relationships. Those where your compassion, empathy, and understanding pull you into trying to save and rescue someone. And those relationships are doomed. Okay. You can't start off like that. You need to save your compassion, empathy for more objective settings where you can do good works, like go work in a soup kitchen or go volunteer here. And then with your partner, look for someone who inspires you, who lifts you up into new worlds of religion or spirituality and creativity. They should be uplifting for you. That's what you're really looking for here. Um, One of the rulers of your house of relationship the planet Jupiter, which rules Sagittarius in, in ancient times and still to this day rules Pisces, you could say, it's in your 11th house of friends. And that means friendship and love or friendship and companionship go hand in hand in your life. You're not looking for a romantic partner. You're looking for a very best friend and probably okay. would find romantic partners who might have been first a friend and become your partner or find your mm-hmm. partner through friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I would I would always say to you, your friends say, hey, let's go out. I'd say, sure, because you never know. Uh, but mm-hmm. but certainly it's also maybe this friend that I have is more than a friend that could happen. Um, in terms of where you find yourself right now, your progressed moon, that inner measure of time is moving through your ninth house. That's the natural house of Sagittarius. Um, it's been there for about six months. So for this year. And this is a time then for more travel and exploration and Um, study and expanding your consciousness but it's in the sign of Taurus and you'll see in about six months it'll go into Gemini back to where it was at your birth and so you'll become much more curious and restless and needful of uh, more stimulation so right now it's more about sensuality and enjoying food and music and the physical things in life that gives you comfort but intellectual stimulation and and being stimulated will come to the fore once again in your life starting in about six months, and you want to keep that in mind in terms of the relationships that you're looking for or having in your life. Um, if I'm looking at the major planetary transits in your chart to see what else I can hear, see here just by glancing at things, let me let that run. Again, it, it's amazing what it can do in a few seconds here, but it's got to take up a couple seconds to calculate all that. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And so anything else that's coming online here for you? Um, well, you went through, you'll never go through a year like 2017 again. And it was six, probably 15 and 16, because in 15, Neptune was squaring your moon. And in 2016, Neptune was squaring your sun. And so you went through a two-year period of, of the boundary slipping away and, and more being seen by you than before, which is wonderful. But it's also very confusing and things that it's, would have seemed solid and sure would it dissolve before your very eyes and you came to question many things and you've become changed by this. You're not the same person um, and you will remain changed by this. But 
anything that would have been going on in 15 and 16 would have been elusive. It's like mist. It would have passed through your hands. It wouldn't have been solid for the most part. So it was okay. a very challenging year. And you, you came out of that now, out of the fog, and now things are becoming more solid and sustainable. And so your chances of personal relationships and, 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 and friendship and, and love are much more likely at a time like this, and they would have been extremely challenged in the previous two years, okay? Um, and indeed, what you're looking for now, since Saturn, the great timekeeper, has now firmly marched into your fourth house, is that this is a time in your life where now I want to make some long-term commitments to my life, disease, and you will. And it may seem like I've got to make a decision yesterday, <laughs> but really, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's going to take several years. Give it time. You are laying the foundations for the next 15 years of your life, if not for the rest of your life now. And so you're making choices about where to live, what to do, and who to be with. And they will probably all line up for you over the next two to three years. But it takes time. So be patient, as we must. Uh, but this is your time for centering and settling down, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, so next two to three yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, it's, it, this, this, is, uh, this is when you're serious. You're ready to settle down. You're ready to, to and, and again, it would have been impossible. It would have been out of question. I agree. In, I agree. in 15 and 16, you were, it, it was oh, a ma it, magical mystery tour. And when you're confused, you think it's just bad, it's wrong, but everything exists for a reason. We go through confusion in order to let yeah. go of a lesser understanding and move into the greater. And now that's happened for you. You've been transformed you are more aware, you're wiser or more humble or both. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so now yeah. you're ready. You're ready for the next Definitely. step. So it was, it was a necessary, necessary step to take, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mess. Uh, it, yeah, sure. I, 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 I've, I've been there. I've, been, I've done it. Um, but uh, coming out the other side, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I'll okay, Patty. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank well, you. have good luck and uh, stay in touch. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. -bye. Okay. Again, caller. Sorry, it's been so long, but here I am. Who's this? Hi, my name is Jay. Hey, Jay. Hi. Oh, first of all, I just have to say I loved that whole talk about what's going on politically. That was just that was riveting to me. So I really deeply appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you so much. I try to I try to give thought to things, and yet and how it is, it's like I'm thinking of three or four things at the same time. I'm trying to deliver something, <laughs> and yet there's so much more to talk about. We we definitely we definitely live in interesting times. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> All of that. It was so perfect. It was so insightful. And I just, I have to go back and listen to it because it was just great. Okay. Well, thank you. And I'll keep, I'll keep doing it. So, so what can I do for you? Do you want to talk about your chart or? Sure. Yes. I was just wondering if you can give me some insight about my chart. Um, my date okay. of birth is, my date of birth is March 30th, 1985. 85, you said, right? And, yeah. Okay. Yes. And the time is uh, 10.30 a.m., and okay. that would be in Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Okay, so here we go. And there you are. 
And okay, so what I'm looking at here, and you just I got it right that you're you're in Aries with your moon in mm-hmm. Cancer, and you've got Gemini rising. And again, that full moon uh, that we just had pretty much on your ascendant descendant. So this is quite a day for you. <laughs> I would say uh, <laughs> you're, you're definitely feeling it. And it's all about self and other where, where every month a new moon occurs in a certain part of our chart. And that starts the ball rolling in that zone. But the full moon ties together two places and we're supposed to see how they relate to each other. And in your case, this full moon for you is all about who am I and how do I appear to others and who are these others and how do they appear to me? This whole self other understanding is something you should be considering greatly this day. Okay. Wow. I've been considering my purpose a lot yes. today. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. And then of course you are an Aries, the first sign. So you're here to, you know, blaze a new trail and yet, you may feel at times in your life conflicted because your moon is in that sign of cancer. And so though Aries is the warrior spirit, the fighter on the ramparts and the barricades leading the charge, cancer is sensitive and caring and cautious and security conscious. And this is also true about you. You're not one or the other. You should be a beautiful blend of these two. That you're because when you're just Aries and idealistic, you may do things that are thoughtless because it's the right thing to do, but you weren't considering. But if you're too considerate and caring for others, you can make a mess of things because you're not being uh, ideal. You're not being guided by ideals that protect you from going too far. But when you get these things balanced together, you can have a person of strong ideals and a very deep and wonderful heart too. It's a really wonderful thing to have when you have this working together. Um, And then, of course, you've got Gemini rising, which means you're curious. And from the get-go, you were asking questions from the beginning of your life and to the end of your days. You'll be asking questions. You will never grow old, Jay. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Okay? Because part of what we see the older person being is that they begin to pull in and pull away and they're no longer inquisitive or seeking. Maybe they're going on an inner journey now. That's fine. But you're always going to want to know more. You're going to be out there. There's going to be that. We meet people in their twenties and the lights gone out already. And we meet people in their nineties and they still have that glimmer in their eye. They're still there. That's going to be you. (laughs) Okay. Trust me. Okay. Uh, Which is great. So, you know, work, work with that. Um, that's just wonderful. So do you have a question wow. for me about your chart or something that you want to know yeah. more about? Yes. What does it say? What, what direction should I be focusing on in terms of life purpose? I, one of the biggest things in my life that's been up and down, up and down is money. And more recently than most, I've, I've had a desire to accumulate more of it. And, and just not to say that I'm not earning money. I am, but just that entrepreneurial spirit has just kicked in. And I'm wondering, is this really connected to my purpose? Well, again, you, you know that you have that moon and you're in the sign of cancer and it's in the second house, that house of values, resources, and money and income. And that means you more than other people might feel fluctuations in the cycling of your money flows in life week to week, month to month, year to year. So it's on you to smooth it out. So when more is coming in, don't think, oh, gee, now I can double my spending. No, no, start socking it away. 
because that income coming in is to help you tide you over the leaner time that's coming maybe in six months or six years, whatever it may be. But your life will cycle. But you can smooth out that cycling by being smart and consistently keeping to a plan of a, following that middle path, not neither overdoing or underdoing. Um, and remembering throughout your life with the moon there that within you are strengths and abilities waiting to be awakened, that you are not yet what you can be. And there's more to discover in you. Your resources come from, you've got a great gut with cancer there and the moon and cancer and the moon is your rising planet. You are a sensitive person and very affected by your physical and social circumstances and the people you're with. And so choose wisely the company you keep and trust your senses that this space is bad or these people are, are off. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that that's what they are. And you need to use your radar as it were to sense what's going on around you but you also will use this to anticipate what people need you've got great gut you'll sense the trends that are occurring in the economy in the culture in fashion and taste and by being able to realize you know in six months people are going to need this because i sense this is what's coming you'll be ready with that to offer them when they need it trust your gut jay it's the key to your success okay Follow your wow, intuition man. and hunches. I mean, don't uh, reason it out too, of course, but you've got great gut. <laughs> you've got great feelings for what's coming. And it's not what you wish it to be. When you wish it, you get in the way of it. It's like you just get a hunch. You get, you know, it's going to be blue next season. I'm going to make a lot of blue things. People say, nobody wants blue. And a shirt, six months later, everybody goes, wow, how did Jane know everybody wants blue? <laughs> because you will yeah. know. That's your strength. That is your strength. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in terms of where you are right now, um, your progressed moon's about to change signs. It's been in Virgo for the last few years. And again, given that you've got the moon rising and moon in Cancer, when the moon's in a certain sign for you, you'll feel it. So for the last two and a half years, you've been reexamining the order of your life and how your life is structured and lifestyle and, and needed to make adjustments to create a life that is sustainable. And that's the test of your chart, that you need to create a life ordering that works for you. So your own life is beautiful inside and out. There's a balance between work and play and rest and activity. This is where you are being tested in this lifetime. And the last two and a half years, you you were addressing this. And now the emphasis of your chart says the moon's progressing into Libra. Saturn's moving into your seventh house. Now you're supposed to go out there and forge new relationships and partnerships with people personally and professionally. So seek that as the path of growth now in your life. Okay. Wow, thank you for that. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Well, that was, I see my show is going to, I should make these shows an hour and a half because I can't do it in an hour apparently <laughs> because I've still got people holding on and they've been holding on for a while and I apologize again to them. There, there's my warning uh, that I'm not going to get to them um, today. So uh, I apologize. Um, and please call in next time and I'll try to do these once a month. I'm hopefully going to do it more than once a month. And I will be posting other podcasts in between these live uh, talk shows as well. Um, but if anybody has ideas or thoughts for a show, any questions they'd like me to address, topics they'd like me to consider, please send them along to me, e- email me or um, message me. And you can get to me through my Facebook page, Astrologer Bill Atride, or uh, email me at billatride uh, at gmail.com, or here through the blog, uh, through the radio show, uh, and message me here in terms of any questions you may have or suggestions you may have for future shows. 
I really enjoyed spending this time with you today, and I look forward to many more shows to come. Uh, and uh, I, do, and I do feel quite wonderful that I'm able to make this more, more uh, present or immediate connection to people as opposed to writing in the blog and you just threw it, put it out there. To have these conversations and to talk with all of you is quite a gift and blessing for me, and I thank you for that. So all the best to, to you, and I'll speak to you shortly, hopefully within a month, if not less, and have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.